And hello, everyone. Welcome to the Writer's Corner Live Show. Here on the Writer's Corner Live Show, we connect authors to each other and we help readers to find new authors to love. You probably already have your favorite type of book or genre, but you never know. We can always introduce you to something new. On the show, you meet new and aspiring authors, and some of our seasoned authors share their tips and tricks of how to get started right the first time. So again, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brigitte Lombanda. I am a global Goodwill ambassador, a live stream host and producer, and I help brands, networks, and social good initiatives to create great digital storytelling experiences. And my amazing co-host is Mary Elizabeth Jackson. Mary is an award-winning author of the Children's Pulicious um, book series. She's also working on another book as well as a movie screenplay. She's a wife and a mom with three beautiful inspirations. Mary's also an advocate for disabilities and she lives in Nashville in the USA and I am in Cape Town in South Africa. We live in a global village so let us know where you are joining us from. Welcome to the show Mary, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Yes, we are a global village, aren't we? Because our um, every week that we interview someone, they're in another part of the global village. So it's wonderful that we can all be brought together here, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I love that we get to meet so many exciting people. And specifically um, on this show, we get to meet so many amazing authors. And our guest today is no exception. Right, and she's um, a great group of ladies that we've had on before. Um, you know, back uh, probably six to eight months ago, I guess, we had all of them on. And, you know, we love their initiative and what they stand for, the work that they're doing in the world and trying to spread information and help about Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, brains of the disease and being a caregiver, what everyone's, that we, you know, the books that they have on their website and, um, all come from, you know, people's journeys and, and those that decided to write about it. Um, they also have a lot of tools available for those who are caregivers and family members that are looking to understand more of what their loved one is going for or going through, excuse me. But um, it helps them to go forward with being able to, um, you know, help and help themselves because caregivers need help as well, you know, taking care of themselves, nurturing themselves and, and being able to stay plugged in. It's kind of like a mom. We have to recharge, don't we? Because we have to keep going forward. We don't really ever Correct. have a chance to unplug. So, um, you know, it's just we're, we're so blessed to know these ladies, aren't we? They're doing some really great work in the world. We absolutely are. But, you know, um, I would like for, usually we do a little bit of introduction before we bring on our guests, but I would love for Jean to tell her story because no one else can tell it better than she can. So should we get her to join us? Absolutely. A big warm welcome to the show, Jean. Thank you so much, Brigetti and Mary Elizabeth. It's nice to get to talk to you again. 
Yes, we're so excited to have you here. So <laughs> Thank you. Tell us, um, you know what? What? Um, like Brigetti said, she she wants everybody to tell to, to for you to tell everybody your story because, like she said, nobody tells it better than you do. Um, but will you also let us know kind of what you're doing right now and any new ventures that you're on and you know anything coming up for all's authors? We would like to know that as well. Great. Um, well, let me start by telling you that. In 2006, my parents were both diagnosed, and um, it was an eight-year journey for me uh, as they declined hand in hand until um, they passed peacefully within one year of each other. During that time, um, my sister lived, my only sibling, lived a thousand miles away, and she was my greatest support and encouraged me to keep a journal at that time so that when she and I spoke, we'd have times and frequencies, uh, specifics to look at instead of uh, vague wording like uh, weird things are happening. That journal then, after my parents' passing, uh, became Alzheimer's Daughter, my memoir. Um, it was never intended to be published. It was intended to be a family story so that my sister's family and my family knew what had happened, knew what was going on, but I wanted to write my family story well. So I joined a local writing group. They looked at the manuscript and felt it had a larger scope. Um, I published it with great guilt because it was a very personal story. I thought it would gather dust and mold in the basement of Amazon but through the journey, I had been a reader. I read to sustain me, read to uh, gain courage, uh, to gain the ability to put one foot in front of the other each day. So after it was published, I reached out to some of the authors whose books I had read. And I sent them my book to say, do you think this has any value, any merit? And those two women were Marianne Shuko, the author of Blue Hydrangeas, and Vicky Tapia, the author of Somebody Stole My Iron. Um, they read my book and said, this does have value. And uh, Marianne had the idea that perhaps we could work together to raise awareness about titles, dealing with personal experiences with Alzheimer's. And that's how Alt's Authors began. Um, so four years ago, the three of us came together and with the idea that we would write for other healthcare blogs, that kind of thing. We would um, try to write for others, which we did. We were quite successful at that. But then a year into it, for June, Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, we thought maybe we should reverse this and see if we could get authors of Alzheimer's books written from personal experience to write for us and begin to collate those books, gather them. Because in our own journeys, we had found that finding books to support us had been so difficult because they were so far flung. Um, so 
for three years now, we've been growing altsauthors.com, the website that grew out of that idea. And every morning, we scan through the top 100 books in the Alzheimer's category on Amazon, and we download samples and read them, and we try to find those authors and reach out to them on social media um, and explain to them what we're doing, that we're gathering these resources to support people who need to read them. And we ask them for a 500-word post about the story behind their story, what was happening in their life when they wrote that book. Uh, authors are eager to post for us, and um, we don't have to reach out much anymore. Authors find us. Um, we post a, a new book. We feature a new book each week on Wednesday. We're actually scheduled through November with our postings. Um, and you, you might think, you know, authors could be competitors. So I want someone to read my book. But Alts Authors has grown such a supportive tribe of people who are writing about Alzheimer's and trying to find readers for their books that we all are collaborators. We're over 200 authors now. And it's amazing to us to see how these authors um, elevate and lift up every book that we post. And we want every book to be read. Uh, every book has an audience. Um, and they're all different journeys, but we find some part of the journey that we are going through in each of those books, and it helps sustain us in some really questionable times. I really like that. Uh, I like what you said now, Jean, and I want to tie into that because oftentimes people will hold back about writing about a particular subject because they'll say, oh, there's, you know, there's already a hundred different books on the same topic. Um, and I always like to use the analogy of a hairstylist. You know, there are thousands of hairstylists out there, but each one of us will find a hairstylist that we can relate to that will relate to how our hair needs to look, that will get the color right for us and just the perfect look that we want to have. And so it's much the same with when, when you are an author on a particular topic. You're gonna find that audience that relates to your particular story. And so it shouldn't hold you back because already you may have a thousand authors that has written about Alzheimer's Someone needs to hear your story, right? Yes, yes. I, when I was going through the journey with my parents, I would. It was the early days of e-readers, and I would sit down and late at night be searching through hundreds of books, most of which were, uh, you know, medically driven uh, stages and that kind of thing, mm. scientific. I wanted to read a personal journey, and it was just hard to find them. Um, as I say, I had read Marianne Shuko's Beautiful Blue Hydrangeas, and so for me to reach out to her and send her my book was like reaching out to greatness. I didn't think, I thought she you know, wouldn't even open the package of my book, and here she opened it and read it, and she, uh, hers is fiction, she's a nurse, 
um, but it was based upon her experience releasing elderly people from the hospital knowing that they were going into unsafe situations. And so it's, it's a love story. However, she was trying to market it and find readers through the romance genre. And it just didn't work with bare-chested bosom busters. You know, there are two gray-haired people on the cover. And so I think as an author, you kind of have to find other people who are writing similar things or upon a, a similar subject matter. And if, if you can find that and work together to find your readers, um, you are providing something they need and they are providing the readership for you. That's powerful. I think that's absolutely powerful. Um, the power of collaboration. We had Linda West on our show last week and she was talking about the exact same thing is don't try and do something in isolation. This power in collaboration, you know, gone are those days when people used to want to hold on to an idea, you know, this is my book. This is this is my <laughs> this is my thing. I need to hold it tight to my chest. But it's it's in the in the age we're living in today, collaboration is the way to go. So if you it's gonna take you ten years to get your book out, but if you can collaborate and you get it out in a year, why not go for the year? Oh yeah, it's wonderful. And and worse that we need to support each other like um, going back to what Brigetti was saying, you know, um, there's not one author that can write all books for everybody. So, you know, then we have to play nice in the sandbox and share. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, we found as we came together, then we just it we were like a magnet for people who were writing about Alzheimer's, mm. trying to find that readership. And now we have uh, six managers of our site, the three of us as founders, and then Ann Campanella from North Carolina, the author of Motherhood Lost and Found, Catherine Harrison from Canada, the author of Weeds in Nana's Garden, a beautiful children's book about Alzheimer's and dementia, and Irene Olson from Washington State, uh, author of Requiem for the Status Quo. So we all are, Catherine, is our web designer and our artistic um, director, but the rest of us are all involved with acquisitions of new titles. And uh, we daily are reading about, I, I, don't, I don't think I will ever tire of reading about the experiences of others who share that painful, vulnerable journey that I went through. Those are the books that touch my heart deeply. Sure. And that's really nice that you all are doing that and that you've got this uh, inflow of authors who um, are providing, you know, post information um, because this is, you know, this is a disease that's not going anywhere yet until we find the cure or at least, a, you know, a reversal of it or just to, to stop it. Um, so completely. But, uh, you know, it's wonderful to, <laughs> to be able to collaborate like what you're doing with these other authors and everybody's supporting each other and not every story is the same. There's so many symptoms that a patient goes through that are very similar, but everybody's story is different. Background and financial help, uh, family help, uh, you know, and different parts of the world, you know, where they live. So everything is different, yet there is similarities 
you know, which is so nice that you guys are collaborating and doing this. And it's a continuation of providing that information for, for those of us who need that information. It's definitely a global community. And we try to seek books that come from every angle. Um, I would say 15% of our books are written by people living with memory impairment. And those are very powerful voices to hear, to read. I think we can learn so much about um, helping that person living with memory impairment to feel empowered um, and not, how, how do we avoid creating an anxiety in someone who is living with memory impairment? Um, we also have books written, mine is written as the adult child of parents uh, who were going through Alzheimer's and dementia, but we have quite a selection of books written by spouses who are caring for their partner. And those are so powerful that, that it's such a different feeling to be caring for parents than to be caring for a spouse and making decisions on that person that you committed your life to making decisions on uh, their future and whether they can remain at home or not. We have beautiful books written from that spouse caregiver perspective. And we have books written by grandchildren who ended up caring for a grandparent. Um, we have caregiver guides too that are more than just uh, nuts and bolts. They uh, we only take things that have a personal story, personal component in them. We have quite a nice selection of children's books because that is, it's so important that a child understand what they can about what's happening to grandma or grandpa. Um, that, that is hard. Try to and, find and, them all. And, and I've gone through that with my own children watching, you know, they're watching uh, both grandfathers uh, on both sides. And, you know, they're very compassionate about both of them because of what they've seen. Um, and, and it's hard for them. It doesn't make it any easier. Um, and it is, I mean, my, my children are at the age, my older two, to understand things more at the growing up, from a grown up point of view. Uh, my little guy doesn't really, you know, understand. Um, but the kids, those ages that are in between, it is very hard to understand and watch somebody decline. And, and I know that, you know, when you're a caregiver of someone going through this, it's really hard to understand and accept, okay, so they're not just doing that to annoy me, you know, because I know some of the, some of the behaviors with uh, dementia are, you know, some days they'll eat, some days they don't, some days they do this, some days they don't do that. And, it, and it's not always because, they don't want to or they want to sometimes the brain is just not working at that particular moment or that particular day and so we we have to kind of revert back to toddlerhood and childhood in order to understand what that adult is going through that's really no longer an adult anymore and it's really hard I, you know my we were going through this with my um these stages with my father-in-law. And so I know my mother-in-law is having, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to grasp that. Okay. So this is part of the disease. He's not just doing this on purpose. So that information I think is very important for people to understand. It's just hard to see. Okay. So now all of a sudden they can't do this for themselves, you know, so I do really need to help. Um, 
in um, that that whole pro that whole progression of change is there's not really anything easy about it at all. Yes, I wanted to quickly touch on what you said earlier, um, Jean. You were talking about when you were going through this process with your parents, you were looking for stories. You weren't looking for medical information. And I relate to that because when I went through um, my this journey with my dad and his stroke and being incapacitated, I was looking for information that I could relate to for people with stories that are similar to mine. I was grasping at straws, trying to find help. And that's why I want to write my book and my story. Um, because I wanted, to, I wanted to connect on a human level with other people um, that could invigorate me and give me the energy and the strength to just put another foot forward for the next day. That's really what you want and why um, human stories are so important. I agree. Um, not everyone is a reader. And, you know, caring for a loved one with Alzheimer's and dementia is such an overwhelming task that reading about it then is the last thing that that caregiver may want to do. They're just trying to, trying to survive. But for me, I've always been a problem solver through reading. That's, the, that's my first way of learning. So, and I think authors are that way. You know, writers are readers. So um, sharing the personal story is important to us and we know it can heal others. Our, our sharing vulnerabilities can really help heal others. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's basically what it's all about: is sharing your vulnerable, sharing your vulnerabilities in your book, um, because that's what people are looking for. They want to know that they're not alone in what they're feeling in that moment or their journey, um, because it kind of is a release. Because it's a very stressful time when you're in that caregiving process. You know, things are tense um, and and you're looking for something to tell you, but you're actually okay that what you're feeling is normal. Um, and even if it's an absurd feeling that you're feeling, you know, like, for example, at some point you actually feel, I'd rather have my parents, my husband, my wife die. And then you feel guilty that you feel that way, and you're thinking, "How could I possibly feel that I that it's better for them to be dead? How is that right?" Yes, you know. And you want to know: is that a normal feeling? Is that it selfish? Is. It is. It is a normal feeling. Yeah. Mm, that's so sad. That's really that's a that's a that's a tremendous thing that uh, caregivers and family members go through. You know, I, and 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 I understand that because you you see this person suffering uh, and it's not so much an, uh, always an overt, uh, like they're not laying there in bed. I mean, the good thing is they're not uh, having to be on morphine and things like that for maybe cancer, leukemia, things, you know, those natures and they're dying in the end stages. This is just so drawn out and it's just that small disappearance of what once was a whole human being, but they are also you know, they're when they get to that point where they can't get up and they can't do anything and they're just they're they're in a bed laying, you feel so much compassion for them that they there's not a whole lot happening for them that brings them joy anymore. And that is definitely our perception of life. 
And so it gives us a different outlook of where a human being is. Um, and, um, but like I said before, none of it's, none of it's easy. It's quite challenging to, uh, to, to kind of work your way through emotionally. It's hard. And so having others go through that and reading about it definitely brings some compassion. I mean, it brings that ability to have compassion um, in a different way, but for others other than just what you're going through, but it helps you to go, okay, so this is what they went through. Gosh, I'm going through the same thing. So it makes you just not feel alone. Along Jean, those, almost, we're uh, almost out of time. So I really want you to please, you know, if you have one piece of advice um, that you can share with someone that is now um, entering this process with a loved one, what advice would you give them? Read. <laughs> Read. <laughs> um, and if, if I could add one more thing that has been so so touched our hearts as alts authors we've we've begun to take those books out of cyber and bring them to people we've started traveling libraries of these books and the generosity of our authors they're sending us their books and so when we visit care homes or we speak we take this whole library of books with us and each one i receive i know that my journey was eight years in that process of writing that book. And I hold that book and I know that what is written about in this book is possibly a decade of someone's life. And it takes on so much meaning to me to actually hold that book. And when we take these physical books other places, to have people look at them, pick them up, touch them, and think all of these people, all of these books laid out here have gone through some part of the same journey I'm on. It, it's very powerful to see that happening too. So I would say read <laughs> to get mm -hmm. through difficult times in life. <laughs> and how can people, absolutely, how can people connect with Alts Authors, Jean? So altsauthors.com, just search altsauthors.com. And every week we have a new featured book and when you click on our bookstore tab it takes you to all of our books um, and if you click on the cover of the book it takes you straight to amazon so it can that book can be delivered to your door in a couple of days or you can download it and start reading immediately mm -hmm. so that's how to connect and we're on all social medias also um, and we find People find us that way, you know, through our tweets or through our Facebook posts or LinkedIn, um, Instagram. And that's how we find that's our authors, too. Wonderful. That's so wonderful. Thank you so much. And, and we will definitely share. And we can't wait to have Miss Catherine on next um, Tuesday. And, um, you know, we'll have to have everybody back on in the next year and, um, you know, just continue. Every time you guys have something new going on, you know, post it in the Writer's uh, Corner Live author group page to let everybody know also. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for being so kind to all its authors. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. It was lovely to have you on the show. And thank you, everyone, who have joined us today. And we'll see you back again next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Bye-bye.